Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for listening. All that stuff, whatever it is, however you're taking uh, in the podcast, I appreciate it. Uh, don't forget our sponsor, uh, the Agoras Nexus. Uh, check out what our friends Brandon and Dag are putting together over there. Their podcast, all of these services, both free and uh, some that you have to pay for if you're really into it. Wonderful people. We really appreciate them. Our friends, agorasnexus.com. So uh, I hope everybody's doing well. Um, just a couple of things to talk about today, I guess. I want to get everybody's take on this. So I was listening to one major podcast in the community the other day, which yeah, draws pictures along with funny diagrams. I know Brian knows what I'm talking about. Um, they, 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 they mix, uh, you know, guns and art together. They're, oh, okay. they're awesome. Like they really are. And, um, the, the English guy that's on their show who like went to Sandhurst Royal Military Academy and dropped out and became a straight up anarchist. And I think that he's really he's extremely hilarious. I'm not no, no names, but for those of you that know, you know, um, we were, I was listening to like they were making fun of like guys that have like chest rigs that they bought on Amazon or an Amazon red dot and shit like that. And, you know, talking about going to armed protest and whatnot. And the feds are going to if you know, if the feds are going to pick anybody, it's meal team six with the amazon red <laughs> dot <laughs> with the amazon red dot that it is funny like you do see them like they're all camoed up and it's like if they had to run from the enemy like it would have a hard time but at the same time i'd like to talk about real quick your guys's take use guys's take and feel free to email the show because i really wonder what people talk uh, are thinking about when we when we bring this topic up so it's use guys in gmail.com so when you shit on FUDs, you know, these people that, you know, two world wars, 1911, this, that, and the other thing, you know what I'm talking about, who have like a Bushmaster AR that they spray painted themselves or, you know, whatever. There's a whole, you know, there's so many different variables that we can combine together and to make you look like a real FUD. Okay. Um, and then you compare it to people like individuals on this show who are veterans who have military experience paid for by Uncle Sugar and have decided that they hate Uncle Sugar, which is great. I don't like him either. Uh, but I don't think that it's here's my here's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. So when you look past, you know, look into history, and no offense to our uh, British listeners, this is you know we're talking about older history here now. But when you look at the War of Independence in Ireland, for example, like Michael Collins was really good about the average man, right? The average man in the street, the average man in the field. Like if they saw a British patrol coming through, so if they were working or walking or doing whatever, that they would they would get, they would get a rifle and they would just start taking shots at them and then disappear, and that was enough to cause panic, at least initially, and then to get a response or at least slow them down or make them stop and put out a patrol to find, try to find somebody. Uh, you know, again, I'm trying to keep it brief, and we could do an entire series on the Irish War of Independence. I have uh, some uh, good experience because I had a family member in, uh, my, uh, in, in my past that actually fought in that war uh, that was participated, at least, let's put it that way. But I think that it says a lot about the average person, you know, taking up arms and fighting a much superior, uh, a, a force that's much superior in strength and in numbers and, and in experience. And I don't think that it's like, instead of shitting on people, like, uh, it is funny. Meal Team 6 is funny, and I get it. And we all get it. But at the same time, wouldn't you want to help them get better? Be like, hey, man, why don't you come to the, to the range and we'll, we'll shoot together? You know, we'll get it you. It just makes me think of snacks. Yeah, I get that. That's the whole point. Uh, but uh, that's why they call it Meal Team Six. But thank you. You're welcome. But, I'm just saying, I don't think anything else but like, like food. 
Look, like, think about this. If you have some dude that has a Mosin Nagant and like, I don't know, 150 rounds of 762-54R, if they're a good marksman, they can do a, a decent amount of damage in, in, in short time and then get the hell out of Dodge. Like, I, I think it's better to help these people. Like, say, hey, listen, you know, because you have all this gear, let's say, but you never go to the range or you've never, you know, tried to uh, to dial in your shots and get a good grouping at an outdoor range or whatever. Like, we, we all know idiots that we've either worked with. I can think of one person who thought that two two three was a great sniper round and a bolt action two two three rifle was a great sniper rifle. And we all stood around kind of looking at him like, you know, that, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Like nobody uses two two three for sniping. That's just not you don't use two two three for sniping. Three oh eight is what you use for sniping. That's a better round, you know. Well, or, go it ahead. depends. Like so much of it's case by case. Like how how far are you trying to reach? What are you shooting at? Like it's all case by case stuff. Right. But I mean, I don't know. I think people that don't necessarily have like a lot of money, it's like how do I roll as much as I can into one weapons platform so that way I don't have to spend a shit ton of money what's available like market wise like i mean if you right. built anything that shoots six five creedmoor like i'm sorry that's pretty hard to find right now if you have anything that's chambered in anything russian right now sorry but like but no like you talking about uh like yeah somebody with a mosin i mean what was it the white death the guy from uh was he finnish simo hayek yeah yeah he, he killed like death. how many yeah he killed what like a hundred people or more. I think and it's on. He was just hopped up on meth, skiing around. Like yeah, I think oh, it was around five hundred. Like he, yeah, he murdered a lot of commies in the Winter War. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I mean, it's like yeah. At the end of the day, it's like yeah, you can have all the gear, you can spend a ton of money on all this shit, but if you don't know how to use it, if you're not proficient, if you're not conditioned, like you're gonna get fucked. And plus, it's like on top of that, it's like when you're fighting somebody like the United States who could, I mean, they have like 40 foot tungsten rods they could drop from outer space if they really fucking wanted to. Like, it's kind of like, even if you are the most conditioned person, like, what are you going to do? But yeah, uh, that's just something I thought about. Well, I, the, my point here is like, instead of shitting on somebody in their gear, why don't you, if you have the expertise, why don't you help them? You know what I mean? Why don't you be like, hey, let's train together. Or, you know, if they're overweight, be like, hey, man, maybe we should work out together. You want to work out with me? You know, that way we can have better endurance or, you know, try to pitch it anyway. Like, I don't get shitting on people, you know, you're like, oh, you know, oh, there you go. You're not going to be able to run away from the enemy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They're not going to be able to. You're I'm, absolutely I'm right. I'm not running nowhere. I'm not running anywhere either, but I'm also not going out into the street or trying to get into a fight. Right, yeah. Like, I I'm going to be it. sitting on my couch, like, having Doritos, and then Uncle Sugar's going to be at the door. I get, well, I guess today's the day, you know? It's a good day to die, I guess, is any day. Um, but, no, I mean, seriously, like, try to help people instead of, like, you think about somebody who's at the gym. It's like making somebody making fun of somebody who's fat at the gym. It's like, fuck you, man. They're At least they're trying. Like, why don't yeah. you go over there and try to help, you know? Instead well, that's of like... Have you ever watched like any of Grand Thumb's material on YouTube and stuff like that? Like the guy's like a JTAC or some sort of special operative for the Air Force. And he, I mean, he demos guns and makes sick videos all the time. But at the end or at some point in like all of them, he's basically like exactly what you're talking about. Like, hey, it doesn't matter what kind of shit you have if you don't know how to use it. And then he actually plugs resources for like civilian training from like people that have uh experience in special operations communities like private security communities all kinds of shit like that 
Cool. And then there's, cause there's, there's all kinds of services that like travel the country, do all kinds of different stuff. They do entry level all the way through to like advanced level courses. I mean, hell there's even stuff like in Ohio, I've taken classes uh, outside of just like military training to be proficient with small arms type stuff. And it's like, it's really, it's really neat shit and it's incredibly helpful. Yeah. I think you're right about that. And I also, it's something I want to do at some point in time is do the apple seed where you can, you mean you can train on anything that you want, but like I have a friend of mine who's uh, 82nd airborne 75th ranger, you know, Sergeant big business, uh, Sergeant first class, big business, excuse me. And he told me to do apple seed because it's, you know, and he said, don't take anything but 22. He says, get the mechanics down and get your distance down. And you could transfer all of that to higher calibers, but people that are just going to waste ammo down range. He says, just take your 22, take a Ruger 10, 22 or your bold action and just go out there and take a weekend to really hone in your rifle skills. And it's something that I want to do uh, some, at some point in, in the near future. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. But, I mean, I guess it's I, there's always gatekeeping wherever we go, right? So you yeah. have people like we've talked about it on this show ad nauseum. Well, you have to read book X, X, Y, and Z, and you have to study this theory and that theory in order to be in the gang. And it's the same thing in the gun community. Like as soon as you say, well, I, I have an AR, what, what kind? what kind of AR are you running? Uh, what, what is it? Is, it? is it a bitch master? You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, we all know bitch master. Ha ha ha. Okay. Yeah. But it's a start, right? right. It's, it's at, at least, least, at least it's not a high point. <laughs> Bing. Kennedy would hate that dude. He fucking loves his high point carbine, but it is a carbine and not the, uh, the fucking brick. Uh, <laughs> like I, like it, it doesn't like one... go ahead. At one point in time I had had a, I had a acquired, I no longer have it, but I had acquired. I legitimately no longer have it. <laughs> I had acquired a a high point nine millimeter handgun because I got it for like dirt cheap. It was like one of those things like I I can't turn it down because I vaguely cheap. remember this. Was it the Yeet Cannon or was this before but, that? No, not the Yeet Cannon. It was the nine millimeter. <laughs> yeah, like the worst part about it was like how you took it apart, like to clean it, like you couldn't. It's not like my my Smith and Wesson Sigma where like it comes apart like a Glock where you just peel back the hammer and pull down these two little things and the slide comes off like there was a pin and you had to get it and you had to fucking hammer this pin out <laughs> to like to like Ooh. get the slide to come out and it's like what a, what an absolute pain in the ass like that was to me that was like the worst part about that gun was ha- having to take it apart and clean it like it was just too much work like fuck that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought High Point, though, offered like a lifetime manufacturer's warranty. So if you had an issue with your gun, like you could give it to them and they would mail you a new one or something. I don't know if they (laughs) still do, but they were made. They're made in Mansfield, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Wait, really? Like that's like their. Yeah, they are made in Mansfield, Ohio. Yep. Of course they are. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I said, I don't I don't know if they still have that warranty, but at one point in time, like you could literally come to the factory with it and be like, hey, you know, something this shit ain't working. Yeah. Like, yeah, this shit ain't working. And they'll be like, bada bing, bada boom. Here's, here's a new mediocre weapon. <laughs> hey, can, as long as it's consistent. Yeah. yeah right? So I always thought they replaced it. I mean, maybe they don't mail it, but like I just, you know, 
warranty you yeah, I don't something think, and they I, mail it back like you know due but to particular work. laws they can't just mail you a fire yeah right that but you know <laughs> what i mean they somehow get it to yeah, you yeah. maybe it's not mail but you know however like you yeah. say hey that this shit don't work and then they're like <laughs> this I fix shit it. don't work and then they send it to whoever maybe they send it to the local uh you know gun store or something like that i don't know that, well, that would be the likely yeah. scenario they'd have to send it to somebody with an ffl to be fair, uh, as once was said, I, th I think that the carbines have a far better reputation than their uh, yeet cannon, as uh, Brian uh, said. So well, that's like the legitimate name of one of their pistols. Like, I'm not even making that up. <laughs> that's the name of their pistol? The that's one of their, they had, it was wow. one of their newer items that they manufactured and they had like a vote on the internet. It was like on Twitter or something. And they're like, we'll let the community decide what the next name's going to be. And somebody submitted Yeet wow. Cannon and that one fucking won. Like, that's why you don't leave that shit to the public. No, it's, like, a, it's a legitimate thing. Yeah. Well, it's, all right. And it looks okay. wild. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's amazing. Christopher, that kind of looks like the thing that you bought. Oh mm -hmm. I'd have to say the other knock against them is I think they're ugly as fuck. Yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> like I, no think, good. I think that I think that's an ugly looking handgun. Yeah, yeah. it's not good. Absolutely atrocious looking. Like I mean, I you know if it works, cool, but like that's that is an ugly fucking handgun. Yeah, she's not sexy. She's not. Sexy. No, not at all, man. Not no. at all. So. I asked the audience, and uh, thanks to the following individuals that contributed directly to the post on Facebook, the rest of you, I don't have anything nice to say. I asked you to try to help out. You didn't fucking do it. There's just there's there's Fs being handed out for every goddamn homework assignment that this show has passed out to the listeners, and the 11 and a half of you fucked it up. So um, we have a new listener. Uh, a new fan of the show uh, that Christopher and I, that Christopher's friends with this individual, uh, uh, good friends, I would say, uh, that uh, Jade has uh, chimed in. So I asked I asked the people to tell us what, what was the shittiest gift you've ever received for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you do. So no discrimination here. <laughs> Kwanzaa. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you got to get that phlegm in there. You, uh, you went in like the totally opposite direction. <laughs> New Year's. Um, <laughs> or winter solstice or whatever it is, Saturnalia, whatever you do. Um, I think that's Merry Triple Xmas. Oh, yeah. It was the Roman. Triple Xmas? Yeah. <laughs> Triple Xmas. We personally do Yule at my house uh, to, uh, you know, because I think uh, the Vikings are cool because they killed everybody. Um, so we, we asked. We asked. So I went first uh, and I said that the worst Christmas gift that I, could, uh, I got in my memory was from a former spouse who got me a $10 gift card to Steak and Shake <laughs> for Christmas. Now, some of you might be like, well, 10 bucks at Steak and Shake. Look at who you're fucking talking to here. $10? Like, bitch, I warm up with the chili, okay? I don't get the $4 meal deal or whatever the fuck it is, and I don't like their fries. I don't oh. like string fries. Oh, I hate those fucking fries, dude. Those are the worst. I'm right oh, here with you, man. If They're better than yeah. crinkle cut. Yeah, if you get if you just put like the cheese sauce on it and eat it with a fork, it's okay. I get the onion rings. No, you can take those fucking fries and blow them out your ass. <laughs> 
So yeah, blow, you can blow those thin, wispy pieces of shit out your ass. <laughs> Sounds like it'll be easy. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly yeah, much you, easier. <laughs> oh man, this clo- this show's got a lot of class. So we're classy motherfuckers. We went through, and thank you, Christopher, for stepping up to the plate as a man, uh, throwing it down there and, and letting everybody see. He literally said, since no one else has said anything, <laughs> he said, I'll step up first. This one, I remember this when it happened, because if you if you recall, Christopher and I were workmates for a number of years. Uh, and this is what Christopher said. Since no one else has said anything. I'll step up first, even though I'm a co-host of the show. Yeah, noted, guys. Come on, help out. My ex-wife bought me an iPad mini for our first Christmas together, wrapped it up, and even placed it under the tree. She decided last minute that she could make a profit off of it by selling it on eBay and gave me an Argyle sweater instead. By the way, she lost money on the eBay auction. (laughs) I can't. Oh, oh fuck. Al serves her right. She should have gave you the iPad. Oh, God. That's the... I was going to say, an iPad doesn't sound bad, man. Like, holy shit. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, that, that's the kicker. Like, she, she, she wrapped it, had it under the tree, and was, like, dropping big hints to me about what it was. And I was like. <laughs> It's <laughs> decided she yeah decided she could make a profit off of it. That's that's why like I had to make mention that Ooh. she wound up losing money on the auction. And they rightfully so. Rightfully so. So <laughs> Jade stepped up and thanks Jade for stepping in and delivering. Don't worry, Brian's gonna answer this question because he owes us a response. Please and thanks. Well shit. I have I don't I didn't I don't know. I don't get on Facebook as much, apparently. Well, I'll, I'll let Jade go here, and then you. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So she had to ponder this, and then I said, "Christopher, could you please remind her to because it's it's the day of the show. Could you please remind her to drop whatever it is?" And she gave us two, not one, but two. I got, I got, we got the double bonus. So thanks to her, she's in the running for some free gay soap uh, as a result of her participation. So the rest of you can have stinky assholes, and that's just your problem. Uh, anyone, anyone, this is what she said. So Jade says, anyone who knows me, uh, knows me well knows I don't smoke. One year I had a friend give me a bag full of cannabis quote accessories, if you will. Now I'm not sure if they mixed up a bag and handed me the wrong bag, or if they thought that just because I hang out with quite a few people that who do smoke too, that I smoke too, excuse me. Me being the type of person that doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings, I just gave an awe thank you and a hug. I wasn't really sure what to do in that situation. I also don't care if anyone else smokes. It looks like there are many benefits, but it just isn't for me. Okay, that's good. And then she says, for the gift situation, I used to date someone who constantly asked me how much I spent on Christmas so that they didn't spend more than me, which I always thought was weird. They also put a lot of pressure on me to get them the presents, the perfect gift, excuse me. And to this day, I have so much anxiety about buying presents. Well, that is not cool at all. It's supposed to be fun, not a contest. Um, it's it's supposed to, yeah. Like if you, yeah, you want to, if you want an Argyle sweater for Christmas, you should get one. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't switch it out for an iPad. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, you know, I got this for Christopher, but you know, fuck him. I'm gonna go ahead and turn this. I'm gonna flip it on eBay, and then I lost money. That's really not, 
Not good at all. Uh, I, I don't approve of that at all. I had uh, an individual once years ago. This is like 1999, if I'm not mistaken. So this was, uh, uh, let's see here. Brian was three at the time. <laughs> yep. Just a little guy. And um, this person gave me a box, uh, an opened box set of Monty Python DVDs, but not like, you know how they come in seasons? The box set will come in season one, season two, and so on and so forth. The, the, the DVDs that were in there were from different seasons. So I could tell that this individual didn't even look and just literally pulled something off of the shelf and put it into a gift bag for a christmas gift and um i like monty python and the holy grail i think it's funny but i don't necessarily binge watch monty python i don't have anything against british comedy i'm a huge rowan atkinson fan for those of you who don't know who that is it's mr bean he also did a series called the black adder really funny stuff i i i'm into british comedy but it's just i thought that that was kind of a shitty gift it didn't make my top of the list the ten dollar insult to the steak and shake was the kick in the balls because anybody that knows me i'm a twenty dollar date baby like i don't fucking go slow when we and it, it is full court press at the steak and shake i get the full operation comes to me the onion rings the chili maybe even a chili cheese dog and they're like well that's not good for you well you know what's not good for you opening your fucking mouth about my business i'm just trying to share the experience <laughs> So, yeah, I know it's not good for me, but in the words of a wiser man than I, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So on that uh, note, Brian, what is the worst gift that you ever received for any of these um, holidays? All right. So the worst gift I've received, it's more like the gesture than the actual gift itself, because like on its own, it wouldn't have been bad. But so I was dating somebody that they they played it up a shit ton. They're like, I spent so much time like I, I mean. I don't have like real fine taste in like expensive things, but whatever they played it up. And then when I opened it, it was a Fitbit and it's like, okay, cool. But like, I already had this exact Fitbit, but this person found out that I got that one as a gift from an ex previously. So they had to get me the exact same one to replace the one that that one bitch gave me. And they were like very adamant. It was very, very weird. And it's just like, I, like I already have, like you know what I mean, that's, like uh, I'm, that's I'm really weird and petty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really question the sanity of women, like I didn't make many good choices. No, I mean, like, <laughs> who the fuck does that shit? Like some crazy fucking psycho stalker bitch. Don't do that. No good. If there's any so, female <laughs> listeners that have are thinking about doing this, it's crazy. And your friend isn't going to tell you you're crazy. I'm going to tell you you're fucking crazy. Stop being crazy. That's okay. it. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> oh, that was. Other than that, I'm that trying to think. Gist? That was, yeah, that was basically the gist of it. Okay. Well, just to let everybody know, we will, before I hand it over to Angel, you're going to have to answer this too. I know you're the boss, but what's fair is fair. Uh, in this commune, uh, comrade, you're going to have to deliver as everyone else has, uh, even though the distribution of labor has you as the boss. Okay. Uh, we will be doing a show closer <laughs> to Saturnalia, also known as Merry Triple Xmas, also known as Christmas, also known as uh, the birth of some special someone in and the Gary Middle East. And Gary won't be there. No. <laughs> no. Uh, we'll be having this uh, conversation about what the coolest thing was <laughs> that you got for Christmas. So... This is your opportunity, listeners. 
the 10 and a half of you still tuned in, go ahead and write the show. Even you guys in the UK, you're getting locked down pretty soon anyway. You're not going to have anything to do. The uh, the hoogada boogada variant of whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Boris Johnson and his very unkempt hair have has locked will be locking you down before uh, the holiday, I'm sure. So stock up on your biscuits and teas. Speaking of which, I am having English breakfast tea right now. And just to let you guys know, Aldi is not a sponsor of the show and never will be because they don't know who we are and they don't care. Uh, the tea, the, the, this tea, this English breakfast tea from Aldi is just as good as Twinings. Now, I know that can be an offense punishable by death in certain countries. However, I'm willing to go ahead and take the risk. Aldi is my favorite place to shop. I enjoy the Aldi. I enjoy going there. I, you know the, um, the containers of lunch meat that you can get that are like the little fucking smoked turkey or you got the, the honey ham or what have you is $2 cheaper there than it is at the Soviet Walmart. I'm not even joking. It's not even close. I'm a big Aldi guy. The yogurt is great. If you guys like yogurt, and I know that some of you do, uh, you're some yogurt-eating motherfuckers, you're going to like the yogurt there. And it's cheaper than at Communist Walmart. Or, you know, if you live in Northeast Ohio, we have something called Giant Eagle. Are you listeners in Pennsylvania? Uh, you guys know of Giant Eagle. It's based in Pittsburgh. It's way cheaper than that place. Johnny Eagle used to be the cheap place to shop. And then all of a sudden it became fucking bourgeois. And you walk in there and you go and you try to get some lunch meat. And you're like, yeah, let me get uh, half a pound of honey ham. Uh, that's $48. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insane. How I hope everybody's enjoying the inflation. Truly. I, I hope you are because it is a bitch. So, again, this is inflation. It'd be worse without us doing this. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> As they're cranking the money machine. <laughs> Temporary. Yeah, yeah, just like everything else, you fucking idiots. <laughs> so I don't. Do you guys like Aldi? You got? Do you guys like to shop there? Where do you shop at? I'm a save a lot guy too. I'm down there with I, the hoi polloi. Yeah, I like the Aldi. But before we get on that, I'm supposed to answer the Christmas. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. So my worst Christmas gift is the same year. I got the the this happened in the same year. So a, a relative of mine decided that they wanted to go ahead and get me a coat. A winter coat that was very poorly made by the way like you could just rip it like you could grab the material and rip it you know like that shitty like thin material that was in for a little bit with like that stuffed cotton or uh you know probably not even cotton but synthetic fiber that looks like cotton mm. um inside the jacket real thin just shitty kind of like crepey like plastic ah, good word crepe. I, I don't know it's shitty material mm -hmm. And I got a robe and this particular relative will only buy things that are on sale. <laughs> so if she sees it on sale and she thinks that it might fit you, she doesn't really care what size you actually are. Mm -hmm. She'll just buy it and give it to you. Yep. So she got me a size small. I don't wear a small. I used to many years ago. I, I don't wear a small anymore. I need an extra large. That, that's the size I roll in. And I'm like, a small, the fuck am I going to do th with this? And I, she's like, will this fit you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Just fucking, I know you paid three bucks for each item. So whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I took, I gave it to a friend and she used them. So that was good. Okay. Well, yeah. That, yeah, that sucks that it worked out that way. I, uh, you know, the, the, if you're going to do something like that, don't buy anything at all. Like, in fact, I had a conversation with uh, my, uh, my sister today. We were talking about, you know, Christmas gifts and whatnot. 
And I said, you could go if you want to get first of all, I don't know if any, I've talked about this before. I, I like Hemingway. Don't get me wrong. I like the way Hemingway writes. I, I enjoy my favorite book is A Farewell to Arms. If you haven't read that, it's based on his experiences as a, uh, an ambulance driver in the First World War on the Italian front uh, fighting the Austro-Hungarian Empire. It's an excellent book. It truly is. Like, and he's a, I enjoy his writing style. It's very unorthodox, but it's uniquely his. Um, and I'm not one of these literary snobs, you know, I, I really like it really tells a great story. He paints excellent pictures. He's a great writer. Uh, but I, I got the For Whom the Bell Tolls, not the Metallica version, but the original one by Hemingway, uh, for which the song is actually based upon. OK, which is an excellent song. If you haven't listened to it, you're fucking weirdo living under a rock. Everybody knows what it is. Um, the audiobook wasn't that good. You know how you get a narrator? That sometimes yes. it's just kind of like, dude, you, I mean, your voice, it's not, I can't It'll even get into the story. No, this guy didn't. <laughs> this guy didn't. It was no good. Uh, I, I got through the whole thing. And by the way, if you have read the end of For Whom the Bell Tolls, it is one of the most amazing pictures that is painted by a writer at the end. I don't want to ruin it for those of you, but I know you're not going to read it anyway, but I'm just going to not take the risk of ruining the story. If you haven't read it, go ahead and do it. So I mentioned like you can get a $5 used copy of this book. Like I don't care if it has highlight marks in it, but one thing that I don't like to get, like for example, clothing, like I'm wearing, I'm wearing a hockey Jersey. Okay. If you're going to get that for me, make sure you know the size. Okay. Make sure you know the size. It's shower curtain and up. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to open a gift. Like I had a relative. Like I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. They don't listen to podcasts anyway. They're old. I had a relative that um, that got me a uh, an especially a speciality Rangers jersey that they wore for an outdoor hockey game. Okay. And it was, I wanted it bad. It was a cool design. It was based uh, on the 1927 uh, style of the jersey. So the lettering was different. It was just like that. It was sewn on, authentic. I was like, I want that. That I want. Did not consult me for the size. And I have not worn it since I tried it on and I looked like a parade float. Uh, you know, 10 pounds of saws each in a two and a half pound bag. Uh, it wasn't a good result, so I'm waiting for when I get cancer and I start to lose a lot of weight <laughs> that I can wear this. You know what I mean? Like it's. Like I've, I've been dying to get into this jersey, <laughs> dude. I'll probably be able to wear it when they fucking stuff me in the crematory. Be like, well, he finally got his wish. He's wearing the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't care because I'll be dead. So who fucking? The blaze cares? of glory. Yeah, in a blaze, a very tight-fitting sweater. So you know, don't, don't you know, like, don't try to push your luck. Don't try to get cute with gifts. I'm a simple person. David Sedaris said it best in his book, Barrel Fever, when he was talking about his dying mother. The gifts for his mom are uh, cartons of cigarettes, mail-order steaks, light bulbs, and postage stamps. None of those are bad choices. I don't, like, the Omaha Steak guy... I need. I have a sign on the front of my house, not the one from Tarantino's movie that says "You know what?" Storage. I have a sign. <laughs> I have a sign on the on my house that says "Absolutely no solicitation, religious or otherwise." It does need to be amended for the following things. The Omaha Steak guy is welcome at my house anytime, and the Girl Scouts with the cookies. I'm more than welcome, more than happy to patronize in the Boy Scouts and the popcorn. That's fine too. I'll support those organizations. But the Jehovah Witnesses, like we did, I read the letter last week. 
they they're now they're mailing watchtower stuff to people's houses instead of doing the knock knock and i think it's a result of the pandemic they just now now they're violating my my personal space by mailing me shit and then i have to respond to it because i can't let that go thinking well i'm thinking about it no and i'm not thinking about it i'm gonna wipe my ass with that fucking thing that you (laughs) sent me See, I, I'd always get him to stop coming to my house because I just answered the door. And as soon as I seen it, it was like Jehovah's Witnesses. I'd just be like, hell, Satan, and then slam the door <laughs> in my face. That's okay. <laughs> okay it, it, works. it works. That's good. Um, speaking of the devil uh, and not the real one that's responsible for good music, sex and drugs and all the things that we enjoy as normal people. Um, but the uh, devil that the. Um, uh, that is involved in the government. Now, what would be a use guys in that show without us complaining about the government? Where they go again? Well, then turn it off. I don't care. <laughs> You've seen the Instagram post lately. Listen to the show or don't. We don't care. Like, whatever. It doesn't even matter. We have a Patreon. Give us a dollar. Go fuck yourself. I don't care what you do. <laughs> turn it off. I don't care. So um, this is from BuzzFeed, which is not a periodical of great note. However, uh, they took the massive cock that is government out from their throat and actually did some decent reporting. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, a broken clock is right twice a day, and they got it right this time. And we'll give credit where credit's due. So this is from Jason Leopold and Anthony Cormier. Uh, They both look like fine gentlemen, Um, probably a little heavy on the soy, but that's okay. Declassified CIA Inspector General reports show a pattern of abuse and repeated decision and and a repeated decision by federal prosecutors not to hold agency personnel accountable. Okay, so over the past 14 years, your CIA has secretly amassed credible evidence that at least 10 of its employees and contractors committed sexual crimes involving children. Okay, though most of these cases referred to U.S. attorneys for prosecution, only one of the individuals is ever charged with the crime. Uh, Insert shock face. You don't say. Um, Prosecutors sent the rest of the cases back to the CIA to handle internally, meaning few face any consequences beyond possible loss of their job and security clearances. That marks a striking deviation from how sex crimes involving children have been handled at other federal agencies, such as the Department of Homeland Security and the Drug Enforcement Administration, uh, another terrorist organization. CIA insiders said the agency resists prosecution of its staff for fears the cases will reveal state secrets. Ah. The secrets that they're all fucking kids. Yeah. How about that? They're also not linked to the crack trade, by the way. Remember not that? Not at all. Not at all. That did not happen. But the, the thing that I don't get about this is you they don't have to reveal state secrets. You just asked them if they, if they fucking diddled a kid. Or whatever crime they committed. You don't have to get into their fucking job. Well, just ask them if they did this shit. Their job was fucking kids. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. You're not going to like what I'm about to what I'm about to tell you guys. Okay, for those of you uh, that are uh, listening, you're not going to like this. The revelations are contained in hundreds of internal agency reports obtained by BuzzFeed News (laughs) through Freedom of Information Act lawsuits. One employee had sexual contact with a two-year-old and a six-year-old. He was fired. A second employee purchased three sexually explicit videos of young girls filmed by their mothers. What the oh. fuck? He resigned. A third employee... Esther- he resigned. <laughs> yeah. A third employee estimated that he viewed up to 1,400 sexually abusive images of children while on agency assignments. Oh, my God. 
The records do not say what action, if any, the CIA took against him. A contractor who arranged for sex with an undercover FBI agent posing as a child had his contract revoked. Excuse me. Only one of the individuals cited in these documents was charged with a crime. In that case, as in as in the only previously known case of a CIA staffer being charged with sexual crimes, the employee was also in, in under investigation for mishandling classified material. The CIA did not answer detailed questions, saying only that the agency takes all allegations of possible criminal conduct committed by personnel seriously. A spokesperson for the Eastern District of Virginia, where many of the criminal uh, referrals were sent, also did not answer detailed questions saying the district takes seriously its responsibility to hold accountable federal government employees. I'm mm-hmm. laughing because it's hilarious who violate federal law within our jurisdiction. Sure. You do Four former. Well, like, go they ahead. Just say that they like, everybody just gets to say that shit. And then like, what's the follow up? Like there's Zero. no nothing like they, it's literal, just copied and pasted answers. And everybody's like, Oh, guess we're not getting anything out of them, but like, good try. <laughs> like, what the fuck? We take it seriously, but we only take it seriously enough. If you're going to find out what we're really up to, because then we can't really take it seriously. That's right. Uh, it gets, it gets good. So, uh, four former officials who are familiar with how internal investigations work at intelligence agencies, told BuzzFeed News that there are many reasons that prosecutors may not pursue a criminal case. One of them, familiar with the workings of the CIA Office of Inspector General, said the agency is concerned that in in a criminal case, it could lose control of sensitive information. The former official who reviewed the declassified Inspector General reports characterized the concern from CIA lawyers as, quote, we can't have these people testify. They may inadvertently be forced to disclose sources and methods, end quote. The official who noted the agency has had a problem with child abuse images stretching back decades said they understand the need to protect sensitive and classified equities. However, for crimes of certain class, whether it's an intelligence agency or not, you have to figure out how to prosecute these people. Well, let me go ahead and stop you right there. The reason why they don't get prosecuted is because the, the federal government doesn't give a fuck if you diddle kids, if you're working for his majesty. doesn't matter. If you work for Uncle Sugar... You can fuck as many kids as you want. It does. It really doesn't matter. You, you can, as long as you're doing it for king and country, everything is fine. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, like I read this and then wait, it gets better. So I remember seeing something in passing the Atlantic, which is a disgusting rag, a piece of shit fucking publication run by the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet. And I'd fight them all in the street if I could. And I would beat them to death with shoes. Okay, <laughs> I can't stand the Atlantic. They're fucking assholes. They can fuck themselves. Garbage. Trash. So listen to this. You want to talk about running interference? Listen to this. I'll put this in the show notes. You guys won't check, but that's fine. It'll be there. Um, the great fake child sex trafficking epidemic dispatches from a moral panic by this cunt, Caitlin Tiffany, and illustrations by another twat, Vanessa Saba. Both of these bitches. A poster in the window of Cahoots Corner Cafe, great potatoes and good coffee. How how cute, how adorable. Advertised a family event at the Oakdale, California Rodeo Grounds. There will be food trucks, carnival games, live music, a raffle, and the opportunity to support the cause of freeing child sex slaves. Gee, I, I don't hear anything that I wouldn't like to participate in. Dude, they go so long in that article before they say anything. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. 
The event called the Festival of Hope was a fundraiser for the anti-child sex trafficking group Operation Underground Railroad, which was founded in Utah in 2013, has achieved immense popularity on social media in the past year and a half, attracting an outside an outsized share of attention during a new wave of concern about imperiled children. Every child, any if there's just one kid, it's a fucking problem. I don't care what anybody says. If there's one kid that we need to find, and that's the only one in the world, then all the efforts need to be made to do what we can to help that child. I'm sorry. There's a, that's just the way it is. That's, that's called being a decent human being. Okay? Uh, it is believed by parenting groups on Facebook, lifestyle influencers on Instagram, and fitness guys on YouTubes who are impressed by its muscular approach to recruiting the innocent. The nonprofit group is known for taking part in overseas sting operations in which it ensnares alleged child sex traffickers. It also operates a CrossFit gym in Utah. That part I could do without, you know, CrossFit people are a little bit crazy, but at least they're not fucking kids. So whatever. Uh, supporters commit to shine our light, the middle word, a reference to the group's acronym, and to break the chain, which refers to human bondage into cycles of exploitation. Uh, it's a small city near Modesto. Okay, thank you very much. Blah, 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 blah. At our information booth, the merchandise tent stickers and a rubber break the chain bracelet were free, but snapback hats reading Find Guardy, a reference to a Haitian boy who was kidnapped in 2009, cost $30. Shelly Enos for Kappa has planned the day's event with help of three other Operation Underground Railroad volunteers, two of whom she had originally met through the local Parent Teachers Association. I mean, that's not a great organization, let's be fair, but okay, all right. She was wearing an official Festival of Hope benefiting Operation Underground Railroad t-shirt, an earring shaped like Red X is a symbol often paired with the anti-trafficking hashtag End It Movement. Oakdale has been so welcoming, said this person. They're behind the cause. Um, okay, let's see here. The pro uh, the provenance of the video unclear was oper Operation Underground Railroad and bore no resemblance to official materials as volunteers have been handing out. But the term digital soldier rang a bell. It was a reference to a QAnon conspiracy theory that emerged in 2017 on an out-of-the-way message board and describes Donald Trump as a lone hero waging war against a deep state and a cabal of elites who are pedophiles and child murderers. None of that is false, by the way. They are a cabal of murderers and child fuckers, all of them. Uh, these conspirators will soon be exposed and perhaps brutally executed. Christ, I wish during a promise <laughs> form. Notably, the video isn't asking for money and it isn't pre uh, presenting an argument. It's more like a daily devotional for people who've already believed in its premise or something like that. Anxiety about the nation's children, which has as a steady simmer in the best of times, boiled over in the summer of 2020 when digital soldiers of QAnon occupied the otherwise innocuous hashtag quote, save the children. I didn't know you could occupy a, in a hashtag, but that's cool. Right. Um, that's that's new. These are new new phrases for me to uh, to understand. I guess I'm kind of a boomer now. I'm old and I don't fucking get shit. What? <laughs> it's virtual real estate. They oh, can occupy it. Okay, got it. Okay. It's all like an NFT. Like the NFT, right? Dude, I don't know how any of I'm that. Just shit kidding. Don't do, it. don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> You got to watch Full Metal Magdalene's episode. She explains it well. I just can't remember it because she's a lot smarter at that shit than I am. That's for sure. I still just don't. like. It's like Bitcoin. Like People talk to me about it all the fucking time, and I'm like, yeah, dude, I, I wish I fucking Listen, got it. Like, what we do need to know is Full Metal Magdalene is doing very well for herself, and I don't give a fuck how, like, what, how it works. But oh, she's absolutely. Doing well for herself, and I am very happy and proud of her. I think that she's a great lady. She's done nice work for us. She's a friend of ours, so congratulations to her. Mazel tov. Okay. And she's also really pretty. And that too. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, Full Metal, if you're listening, we, we like you. You're a nice lady. And you're pretty. <laughs> Around the same time, major social media platforms had started blocking over QAnon. See, this is the problem that I have, right? 
So like QAnon, like Q drops and all that shit. Yeah, we understand it's garbage. Donald Trump was not interested in saving the children. Okay, it's not happening. He's 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 he was friends with Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, I mean, come on, let's let's people with lots of money. Come on, stop it. Just please stop. Don't fry your brain any further than it's already been fried. But the mix, see, it's kind of like discrediting the movement. Angel, can you look up for a second? Um, uh, your your powers on that computer over there. Sure. How many children go missing every year in the United States alone? If you could, if you could look that up, I know that number has to be a little bit higher than what a lot of people are expecting. I'm curious to see what it is, but yeah, it's this mixture of like deep, like it's essentially you know taking the the wind out of the sails of people actually trying to do real work, and you know coupling it with these fucking uh, idiots from the QAnon who think that Trump is still the real president. JFK Jr. is still alive. <laughs> He's coming back to save us. Just trust the plan. plan. Sit at home and don't do anything. Donald Trump's going to take care of it all. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Oh, my God. According to uh, missingkids.org, which is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, um, it looks like about 400,000 kids go missing each year. 400,000. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And the source is? Uh, the, Nas- the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, missingkids.org. Okay. Is that just in America? The United States. It says right here. In 2020, there were 365,348 NCIC entries for missing children in the United States. Are these like all new cases or is this just like the total that carries over year by year? Um, well, that I'm not sure because it's just in this paragraph and it's holy says, shit. I'm pretty sure that it's that's I think that's a yearly stat. Yeah. Um, Holy fuck, dude. How are we not running out of kids? It says when a child is reported missing to law enforcement, federal law requires that child be entered into the FBI's National Crime Information Center, also known as NCIC. According to the FBI, in 2020, there were 365,348 NCIC entries for missing children. In 2019, the total number of missing children entries into NCIC was 421,394. Holy shit. Uh, In 2020, NCMEC assisted law enforcement, families, and child welfare with 29,782 cases of missing children. So Does that's it say that, anywhere how many they got back? Um, it doesn't. Um, maybe down here. I don't know. I can keep scrolling. Um, overall recovery NCMEC cases. Uh, not really sure. Nowhere near the number of children that go missing. Well, they said they were able to help with twenty nine thousand cases. That's like not even. A tenth of like the drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I will copy this link. I'm gonna send it um here in the chat so you guys can take a look. Holy shit. Um. Do you want me to pull it up in the share? No, you can send it. Like, and, and we'll make sure it goes in the show notes for nobody to ever check and read. So. Um. <laughs> um so they have they break it down by case type. So it says case type. 
um, endangered runaway, uh, family abduction, loss, injured, or otherwise missing, missing young adult, and non-family abduction. So um, a lot of, uh, so like they say a lot of people, a lot of kids, people and or kids that are missing you know, a lot of the times family members, somebody really close to them have something to do with it. So like they've been kidnapped by a family member or a family member has done something to harm them and they're no longer with us and they're, you know, hidden somewhere, buried dead, or they're actually hidden somewhere and alive and they're being tortured, whatever. And sometimes it's a family member and sometimes it isn't. But they say a lot of the times it's the people closest to them. But that's not always the case, and I think that's probably why a lot of people aren't ever recovered because they go after family members and they don't actually go out on leads on some of these cases, and that's how a lot of them aren't found. So, mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm I'm showing my age a little bit here, but Christopher probably remembers this. So there was a, a, a I, I'm not a fan of the band at all, but I remember the music video that they did. This was for you youngins. The MTV is actually called Music Television, and what they used to do was play music videos on this channel from uh, uh you know acts such as Metallica or Pearl Jam or you know rap artists or what have you. They would make things called music videos, and they would play music videos. It wasn't just about 14 year olds getting fucking knocked up while they were in high school. Um, but uh, things change, and uh, not for the better, and that channel sucks ass. Except for uh, Ridiculousness. That show's really funny because I love watching people getting fucking fucked up while they're doing dumb shit. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I love watching people fall down, wreck their bikes, fucking knock themselves unconscious while they're trying to do fucking skateboarding moves that they shouldn't be trying because they don't know what they're doing. I think it's great. Anyway, um, there used to be this band called Soul Asylum, and they did, a, they did a music video called Runaway Train, and it had pictures of these young kids, and this was in the early 90s where these young kids there was a different picture that would come up um during the music video who had been missing and it always stuck with me uh even as a young person because i could only imagine what it was like then let alone now in fact angel was talking to me about a story where a waitress actually saved somebody who was uh in a bad spot uh they noticed that what was it this kid was only allowed to eat potatoes while the rest of the family was uh eating whatever they wanted to and the waitress like held up a sign like do you need help and the kid like nodded yes and they they got they they i mean i hate to say it they called the cops and they they fucking rescued this kid hey listen if you can save children i'm okay even if i don't fucking like your organization i, I say every now and then a blind squirrel finds a net isn't that the case truly is that what isn't that what happened angel yeah so a, a waitress um there it was at a restaurant i can't remember i read the story like it was like a year ago or so um and she noticed that this kid was only eating potatoes and he kind of looked a little thin and he kind of looked like he might have been you know had like bruises that were maybe healing and you know it was kind of hard to tell and she wasn't 100 percent sure so she stood where the parents couldn't see her and like held up a piece of paper and says do you need help and he nodded to her and she kept the parents there i think like she offered free dessert or something like that for everybody mm -hmm. why the cops came and the cops investigated and determined he was in fact abused and neglected um and she probably saved his life because I can tell you, it is frightening the amount of stories of children who are abused to death in this country by their parents. It's sickening and it would it would give you nightmares and you'll cry if you read the stories like it's just I can't believe it. 
you can give your kid away. Just drop them off at the police station. Like, say, I can't, I'm going to kill this kid if you don't do something. Like, people will help you. You know what I mean? Like, don't actually kill your kid. Like, just, if you can't take care of them, drop them off somewhere. Police station, fire station, it doesn't matter how old they are. Let's be like, I can't, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to beat him to death. I need you to do something. Let it be known that you're a piece of shit. Yeah. But there's options. Yeah. <laughs> like, truly, you know, there's don't options, you fucking yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there are options, and there she introduced me to a couple of stories. Um, one where they this the little girl, I had a hard time with it. Like I had a physical hard time with hearing the story about how this little uh, two year old girl was hit so hard in her stomach by her stepmother. No, oh, the was, foster mother. It was a foster. Yeah, yeah, the mother had to give the baby to like she was an asshole, right? She was a drug addict, and she gives like gave her kids away to the, these people that she had just met because they had a house and they had jobs and money or whatever. And the foster, is it the foster mother hit yes. this little two-year-old girl so hard that it ruptured her liver and she bled Jeez. internally. Yeah, dude, it like, I had a hard time with that. I, I really, really have a hard time with that. Like I just, I, there's, there's certain things that like, I, I just, you know, you can only imagine where this child is like, this is your, you just got here. And your last moments on this stupid fucking absurd planet are in absolute agony. And you can't even fucking make heads or tails of how it happened. You know what I mean? You don't you, you don't know anything like you're two for Christ's sake. You know, it's just it's awful. Like I can't I have a hard time with it. Like I said, just like uh, the one thing that she told me about where this girl escaped through the window of her parents house with a phone. Somehow she, she got a phone or stole a phone or whatever. And her like they had 14 kids in this thing her mom and dad were like fucking retarded breeders that just kept having children and to keep them from going into the refrigerator to eat food, they would fucking handcuff them to their beds like, bro, what the fuck is happening here? Like, what is happening here? Like my I have an 18 year old and he fucking drives me absolutely crazy. All the gray in my beard is because of his shit. But, I mean, he can fucking eat whatever he wants in the fridge. I mean, with the exception being, like, if I have fried chicken from KFC, and I'm like, listen, that's my chicken. You can have anything else. But, you know, but he has a phone and DoorDash and a job. He fucking gets to go out to eat more often than I do, like, all the time. So, I mean. You touch my fried chicken, I'm handcuffing you to the fucking bed. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it starts. Um, But Uh... I I hate to make light of something, but, like, you know, that's entirely different like when you're like hey listen that's my yogurt from aldi don't fucking eat it as opposed to uh you're starving and you go back to the yogurt (laughs) yeah i i mean i enjoy the store a lot the yogurt is really good it really is yeah she likes the yogurt too so i mean it's it's got like honey it's like greek with honey in it It, Uh, fucking tremendous uh, see what I like to do way off topic here we're not off topic because we're talking about fucking yogurt i like to just get plain greek yogurt and get like real honey and just oh. put the honey in the yogurt and then just eat that dude. That's, that's a win. Shit. Yeah, that's a win for sure. Um, but yeah, man, like the, to, just the, the, some of the shit that goes on here and the Atlantic essentially is making the argument. I mean, it's a very long article. And to, sur- uh, to surmise what they're saying, to summarize rather what they're saying is that we're blowing it gr- drastically out of proportion, that these things aren't happening, that statistics are completely uh, being skewed and misrepresented. And if Don't pay attention to the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Don't. <laughs> That's right. Dude, they nuked that account on Twitter. Yeah. They did? The Gis- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it tell, posted, tell me something's fishy. Man. It posted tweets about how when they t- hold on, I fucking took a screenshot of it. Go ahead. It's uh fuck 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 fuck. Uh, let's see. Speaking of the FBI, the the tweet that got him nuked is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, it was because they they had mentioned that all the evidence was already bagged and tagged, which yeah. means the FBI had already had it. Yeah, evidence found during the Epstein raid included a tub full of hard drives, over 20,000 physical and digital photos, diamonds, cash, an Austrian passport listing a different name with a Saudi Arabian address. When the FBI seized these hard drives and CDs storing images, they appeared with corresponding FBI evidence tags already present on them, suggesting FBI and law enforcement officials had already been in possession of, reviewed, and returned Epstein's hard drives. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not fucking surprised. That dude was able to like get out on the like during from jail. Like he was I think, like a convicted pedophile. Yeah. Like they gave him like work privileges or something. So then he just went back to his house and fucking raped girls all over again while he was supposed to egg shaped penis. Oh it's it's I mean Yeah. yeah. And then all don't the- worry, there is no deep state. No, no. I mean, no. Oh, fuck. The, you know, and the best part about it is like the, the tracker started mentioning like all of these people from these top five, Fortune 500 <laughs> start quitting as soon as the trial starts. And as soon, as soon as names are starting to be dropped, they just disappear. Like they're like, oh, no, I got to go. Like, I don't want to work here anymore. Like all of a sudden, like rich and powerful people just start falling off the radar and then they nuke the account. So that nobody can get like, like, I wondered for a minute, like I even said something to uh, the boss over there. I was like, how are they getting this information? Is somebody in the, uh, the gallery? I mean, they have a gallery at a federal trial. They, they have to have a gallery mm-hmm. at a federal trial because at least the press is supposed to get in there and report what the fuck is happening. Yeah, but they're reporting dog shit. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, exactly. Uh, so again, the Atlantic I is a wonder who owns them crazy who the atlantic uh, no the press in general like oh it's just all the same manufacturing consent fucking bullshit it's amazing i'll I'll repeat it again for you guys the duncan trussell comment is somewhere there's some poor fool without a phone sitting next to a waterfall not knowing how upset he's supposed to be that one sticks with me like really hardcore because I don't know if like Brian had this experience when he tuned out and and, and he disappeared to, to find Jesus in the oh, world. Dude, I ruined myself. I came back and it's like everything's bullshit. Nothing makes fucking sense. It's like what? Like you're like it's stupid. It's fucking garbage. It was like the best I had felt in so long, and it's just like oh, like I guess it's time to go back now and figure shit out. But yeah, ignorance truly is bliss. I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm sure that it is, but at the same time, it's like when you, God, I hate the Matrix reference. By the way, they're they're coming out with a new one. How is yeah. this? How does this even fit into the story? I thought, I thought we figured that out. That's not what happened. Like, like I don't know. in the Matrix now, she she's back. She decided she wanted the blue pill and wanted to eat the steak. Like, what happened here? I, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. They're making you have a to go one. watch it to find out. I guess. God damn it! I thought we. <laughs> I thought we said. I, mean, I mean, it does have Keanu Reeves in it. Dude, did you hear that there's rumors that they're trying to get him to be fucking Darth Revan? 
in the Ooh, that dude. Was a- no, I thought you were gonna say some terrible shit about Keanu Reeves, and I was like, oh no, like I don't know if I can take it. <laughs> Not Keanu. Like uh, there's all hope is lost at that point. Like the Matrix Resurrections. Oh, God. and the plot is currently unknown, sir. So we... I guess we got to go to the movie theater and brave the Omicron Orangabinga Ding Dong virus uh, uh, variant. The Omicron Percy I eight. Yeah, uh, Omicron Percy I eight. Christina Ricci oh. will, I think, be in the movie. Um, possibly Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Yo, what? Uh, yeah, that's what I think. It's this top cast underneath here, and it's... that's wild. Christina Ricci, uh, Jessica Henwick, um, and a bunch of other people. I'm not sure who they are. I just know Neil Patrick Harris, Doogie Howser. Carrie Ann Moss. Um, Where is she at? Dude, fucking Keanu Reeves is busy because he's supposed to be filming John Wick. Okay, I see her. (laughs) They're making another one? Trinity will be there, so Carrie Ann Moss, yeah. Oh my god. We're getting two more, at least two more John Wicks. Oh, and then Jada Pinkett Smith will be in it. How did that happen with her and Will Smith? Like, she fucked the rapper and he found out on Twitter? When you have that much money, you can't just divorce. You gotta make shit work. Like otherwise it's it's a big what to do and you gotta split assets. And you know how much money they have? It's just well, like what did Bill and Melinda Gates do? They got divorced, right? Did they? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I Jeff haven't... Bezos got divorced and his fucking wife's a billionaire now. I mean to him it's whatever, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So that's interesting. Well, we at least we have something to look forward to in this entirely disgusting web of shit that we talked about today. Just know the Atlantic is a disgraceful shit. piece of shit running fucking uh running stories for uncle sugar to cover up for the uh, numerous numerous crimes that are committed by these uh pieces of, of garbage so yeah the other article was uh the cia cover-up of an internal pedophile scandal from liberateamerica.org i just found that buzzfeed people might be able to accept that when you hear liberateamerica.org I'm not sure what to think when I hear that. Like, is it, are we reading a Q drop right now? I'm not so <laughs> They got a picture of Jared Fogel up there. I know, dude, the subway. <laughs> Look at that. Was he, was he in the CIA? Is he a part of the deep state? What I don't know, fun? but he's, he's in jail now. He's getting all the free sex he wants now. <laughs> I mean, I don't, not, not from the, I don't think he wants it, but it's free. Not consensual, but it's definitely, yeah, I was going to say he's probably, probably involves a broom handle. Yeah. The old Jeffrey Dahmer oh, treatment. Geez. There you go. Yeah. 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 Nobody likes that guy. Um, Subway ES. <laughs> and then what's the, go ahead. This, this Talis, Tal, Talisy, Tallahassee child abuse case. Yeah. This one was a bit weird. So now if, I don't know if anybody's heard of this, this is a, this okay now mind you the satan and i are really good friends and i mean that truly he he's he likes jazz rock and roll sex drugs alcohol uh, individualism and freedom of expression by the way i want it noted that those of you who may have a christian persuasion which again i don't have anything against that nobody does on this show we may not agree with you but you do you boo boo i just will say that the satanic uh, church the church of satan that was founded by anton LaVey specifically has a rule saying you are not to harm anybody and not harm children. Okay. Like it's part of their organizational makeup. The Catholic church has yet to make a rule about that. Well, like, they can't by definition. Like 
Yes. God has not said, hey, thou shall not fuck little kids. But the devil said that's probably something you're not going to be uh, doing in our organization. So with that, I, I say that because, you know, there's the satanic panic's going to come out again. The devil's always respond. The devil's responsible for some of the cool stuff. The not cool stuff is probably the result of your God or the government or both. So anyway, uh, the FBI releases, quote, finders files after three decades, declassified investigation linked to a Tallahassee child abuse case. I know they have a different accent in, in, in um, it's not exactly a deep South accent, but it's a little bit different. It's got like a little bit of Appalachian and a little twang in it. You were down Tennessee way. They talk different, don't they? Uh, actually, the funny part is most of the people I met in Tennessee were like from other states that went to Tennessee <laughs> to get the fuck away from all the bullshit. It's crazy. Like, but in the town, yeah, like it was, I can't really, it's not like real thick, like. Yeah, I was, met people from North Carolina that it was like, oh, wow. It was like molasses, like dripping off their lips. But like, <laughs> but yeah, no, like it was weird. Like a lot of like the most of the people around where I was like they were we had, there were some people from Buffalo. Uh, actually, there might have been I, somewhere in Florida. I can't remember where. And then uh, Florida man is everywhere. And that hell, one guy was from Germany and uh, then someone else was from cuba so yeah it was like there were no like native tennesseans tennessee is a drastic improvement from cuba i mean there's plenty of food in tennessee Uh, (laughs) cuba not so much so okay the fbi unlocked its vault recently and released hundreds of documents related to the finders and a tallahassee child abuse case that sparked a bizarre federal investigation into allegations of satan worship and child pornography involving an eccentric commune in washington dc the hub of moral behavior. The arrest of the two well-dressed men in suits tending to six motley bug-bitten children made sensational headlines in 1987. I was seven at the time. Uh, Brian was not even a twinkle in the eye yet. That's how old we are on this show. Uh, When they were identified as members of the Finders, a a secretive commune that has based its teachings on the writings of Chinese philosopher Lao Tse. A lot of Satanism in there. Ah, that's (laughs) the angle. L-A-O-T-S-E. I know General So. That's about it. Uh, The Tallahassee Democrat covered the story extensively at the time and headlines about the strange group that preached complete passivity in the face of danger spread across newspapers nationwide. The mysterious finders organization in Washington, D.C. has been the subject of unproven conspiracy theories for decades, often linked to similar theories involving shadowy government agencies and child sex rings. It is the top requested topic, uh, according to the FBI's vault webpage. Douglas Ammerman and James Michael Howell were pulled over in a van and arrested in February of 1987 in Tallahassee after uh, witnesses reported seeing them in Myers Park with six scruffy, hungry children between the ages of 2 and 11. After Howell fell face down on the ground and refused to stand up or answer questions, men were charged with misdemeanor child abuse and held on $100,000. Unable to locate the mothers, police placed the children into state custody. Six weeks later, after an investigation that went all the way to the District of Columbia, the men were released from custody. The state dropped charges against the men in March. After receiving at least 500 calls from women claiming to be the mothers of the children, the actual mothers were ultimately found and traveled to Tallahassee to get their children back. One of the mothers decided to stay and raise her child in Tallahassee. Federal agents concluded there was no evidence of criminal activity. They just happened to have these kids and dropped the case against the finders. 
it would have been swept into the annals, annals of FBI case histories, except for a Stuart Florida, Florida man coming through a, a name, Skip Clements, good old Skip, who had been researching the finders for years. He claimed the U.S. Customs Service called off the investigation at the behest of the CIA, which he said was using the commune as a front to train agents. He even convinced at least two members of Congress to look into it, and it sparked the Justice Department investigation. Both congressmen have since died. You don't say. Once again, the Democrat reported the, on the alleged cover-up conspiracy. The 324-page file released by the FBI Thursday included redacted memos, D.C. Metro Police reports, search warrant affidavits, and FBI field office reports describing how a tip to the Justice Department led to reopening the finder's case. A November 5th, 1993 memo said the Department of Justice requested the investigation after receiving a tip concerning child sex abuse and brainwashing by the finders and what role, if any, the U.S. intelligence community played in stopping the investigation in 1987. It refers to a child sex abuse case in Miami that led to the information of a large, well-organized scheme, which was used by at least one member of Congress to reauthorize the investigation into organized sex abuse, the memo said. In October of 1993, a source whose name was redacted, but likely Florida man, met with U.S. Representative Charlie Rose, Democrat in North Carolina, to discuss the group called the Finders, the memo said. An FBI file found... Uh, out of the Jacksonville office referred to the 1987 arrest of Ammerman and Hallwell in Tallahassee. Another document refers to the effort by another Congressman Rep Representative Tom Lewis, Republican of Florida, to introduce a resolution requiring the custom, custom service to reinstate its child pornography and protection unit after learning child abuse arrests and convictions had fallen by a half and, sta and staff time to one-fourth of previous levels. Back in 87, Tallahassee uh, police uh, contacted the U.S. Customs Service, which got in touch with the D.C. Metro Police Department to investigate prior to the arrest of the two men in Tallahassee. D.C. Metro Police had been told by a confidential source that the finders were using children in brainwashing techniques and strange rituals by the group, but the source had not witnessed any actual child abuse. The Metro Police searched two properties owned by the finders where they found documents, photos, and a large amount of computer equipment and instructions for obtaining children for unspecified purposes. <clears throat> I'm sure it's just to raise them right. The instructions allegedly included information about getting female members pregnant and buying, trading, and kidnapping children. A joint investigation with the FBI's D.C. field office led to the identification and interview of the mothers of six children, two of the fathers, and other key members of the group. They all said they were part of an alternative lifestyle, communal-type association of intellectuals who have been chosen to live the way who have chosen the way live the way they do. While the Tallahassee police suggested the group could be tied to devil worshippers, yawn. The mother uh, who came to Tallahassee to claim their kids said that was nonsense. The mother's hired attorney Paula. Waborski to help them good for a Polish lady, I guess, to help their kids get their kids back from the state. They didn't show up in saffron robes smeared in goat's blood. She told the Democrat in February of 1987, they came in tweed and pearls. They're about as counterculture as the uh, Mikosuke land co-op. She said, uh, referencing what the Democrat described as a local rural yuppie community of cedar and glass homes. Finding no evidence of child sex exploitation, kidnapping, or any related crimes, police dropped their case. The lifestyle of the so-called finders organization may differ from the societal norm, but the, so far the Metropolitan Police Department has not, has not uncovered any evidence of criminal wrongdoing by members of the group, Washington Police Chief Morris Turner told the Democrat. 
Another document said it's a customs agent who asked to review the evidence in the case was told it was a CIA internal matter. The CIA has denied that there ever was a cover-up, saying the charges were preposterous. This is a non-story, CIA spokesman Dave Christian told Democrat in December of 93. I think of it as a nothing burger. Boy, we've heard that for forever, haven't we? They've never done anything wrong. It's crazy. It's 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 wild. Um, I mean, maybe it's because they all know now that we know that they're child molesters. So it really is a nothing burger at this point because we already know all of this information. So maybe that's why he's saying it. And what are we going to do? Like that kind of a thing? Yeah. Yeah, I really think that that's the case. I think that that there's a good possibility that might be true. On the other hand, what are we going to do about it? Like, instead of storming Area 51, maybe they should have stormed Langley. But everybody knows what happens when you do that. I mean, Uncle Sugar will blow up Langley before he'll let you in that fucking door. I'll tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not getting anywhere near that motherfucker. Like, Like, Uncle Sugar will fucking kill everybody in that building before you get to see any microfilm, before you get to open a fucking filing cabinet. You couldn't even drink from the fucking water fountain in the lobby. Okay, it's not going to happen. So what are we going to do about it? Well, we can at least let people know that their security force, their tax dollars are hard at work abducting children for brainwashing experiments and abuse. So congratulations. Not criminal activity, though, at least. Right. Not when he does it. When Uncle Sugar (laughs) does it, it's on the level. So a little bit dark today, uh, as expected uh, from this show. And um, I appreciate you guys listening. I do want to close uh, the show real quick by finishing what we started. We've gotten into uh, tea from Aldi. We got into yogurt from Aldi. So everybody knows that I am a proud Aldi shopper. And um, I- I'm a fan of the German efficiency behind their model. Um, I'm glad to see the Germans have moved on from other things. Uh, um, you know, I- I'm I'm just kidding, you guys. They're nice people. You can't blame them for what happened. Um and they all got they all went to argentina anyway so whatever um anyway uh i want to know angel where's your favorite place to shop and why uh grocery shopping yes um well i really like uh giant eagle because it has a lot of different you know varieties of things there like if you want wine or you know anything they have beer, wine, you know, hard liquor, um, down to like specialty cheeses and, you know, things like that. So I really enjoy Giant Eagle. Um, you know, Aldi is becoming a close second um, just because everything it is equally as good. Certain items that I've purchased there, like the yogurt's really good. Um, you know, the cottage cheese is a little runny for me. But, you know, it's okay. I'll still eat it. Eh, I like a thicker way. And, you know, that's what I like. With two C's. Yeah. Two C's of thickness. (laughs) So I like Aldi. Um, You know, Walmart would have to be third. Um, Walmart actually isn't cheaper. In some cases, Giant Eagle is cheaper than Walmart. So it kind of just, you know. I prefer Giant Eagle because I can just have everything delivered. Okay, well, there, there's, there's, there's this. Yeah, that's, there's the rub. <laughs> you don't even have to leave your house. Yeah. Okay, we get it. Dude, we, we understand. Grocery okay? delivery is the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> I actually enjoy going to the store and like, you know, they sell me on items immediately. Like I walk past, like you know, they 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 figured you out. They know you. And they, they put those, hey, you might want to try these, you know, chocolate-covered pretzels that were made in, you know, I don't know, Yugoslavia or whatever the fuck it is. And I'm like, 
Are you trying to get fucked? <laughs> Are you trying to get fucked? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, dude, I like Sam's Club. Don't get me wrong, but I get anxiety in that fucking store with all the people. And, like, I run into people and stuff. Like, I get a little anxious in that store. Like, there's, like my head's always on the swivel, like, looking around. Like, I'm going to get my fucking ankle taken out by somebody in a cart. And then I'm like, oh, well, there's blue jeans over here. And there's box cereal over here. And then there's the frozen section. And it's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I, I See, I, I like Sam's Club because, number one, you can buy shit in bulk. And I'm a fat ass. Fair enough. Uh, and and number two, I don't have to go through the cash register because I just use the scan and go app on my phone and just scan everything and then pay and then just show them the little UPC code on my phone before I leave. I don't I don't have to wait in line. I don't have to go through the cash register. I just scan everything as I put it in my cart. Bada bing, bada boom. Get the fuck out of there. That is a nice feature. I will I will say that it's nice. Okay, Brian. Brian, uh, oh man, you're out on the town. Uh, you need to get some uh, some groceries there. Uh, perhaps you're making a nice romantic meal for your uh, for your special lady friend, um, as Jeffrey Lebowski would say. Go ahead, tell us. I think my favorite place, and I can't even really say what exactly it's based on, but my favorite place to get like groceries is probably the Piggly Wiggly. Like, ooh, yeah. You don't have a Piggly Wiggly. There's one. It's so not where I am right now, but there are some in Southern Ohio. And then that was like the only place I got groceries when I was in Tennessee. And I don't know why, but I loved it. I mean, everything was cheap because the name and it wasn't bad. Yeah, it's like I dig the pig, man. It just rolls off the tongue. Piggly Wiggly. But Aldi is great, too. Uh, They have a lot of like the whole I kind of like the idea behind like the business model too, because it's like, they don't even really take the shit off pallets. It's just kind of sitting there, mm-hmm. everybody there, there's no specialists. They can all, they all stock shelves. They all re- work the register, like whatever. And that's like kind of what keeps shit cheap. I guess people that work, people but, that work at Audi are pretty well paid too. Yeah. Yeah. True. Like no bullshit. Like they start you out at like, in some position probably depending on area but like i know around here like they'll start you out like 17 18 bucks an hour shit holy fuck yeah that ain't bad at all yeah that's what i'm saying like but that's just it like they keep things cheap because they usually only there's usually never any more than like two or three people working in the store at a time right yeah (laughs) yeah they keep it low overhead i guess yeah, there's yeah. that German efficiency that I was referring to. Uh, you, and you bag your own grocery. You know what I mean? German efficiency. <laughs> dude, they're like the other. Like, like Viva burns the rest in the ovens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is that like if you get a burnt, like a burnt loaf of bread from their like Aldi brand, and they just shrug their shoulders like, hey, old habits. You know, what do you do? <laughs> Winking a nod. That's fucking terrible. Like, if there's a hell, I'm definitely going. Uh, Lucky for me, there isn't. So, um, jokes aside, just jokes. We guys. had a final solution for the bread. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Don't let my mother hear that. Um, not good. Not good. She doesn't listen to the podcast, right? No, she don't listen to podcast. Okay, okay, all right. Good. She still watches, dude. Every time I go to that fucking house, let me tell you something. My father is 90 years old. Okay, and then my mother is this Jew from the Bronx, right? And I go over there and like the TV is turned up to like 70. They have a German shepherd that might as well have been guarding one of the camps at like in in Poland. You know what I mean? During the Second World War, maybe Dachau in in Germany, you know, like this fucking aggressive 
like dog. Like if if it were the Cold War, he'd be a fucking East German border guard dog, like at the wall, like ready to eat you, to consume your genitalia, to you know bite your throat and murder you. Like this dog's terrible. He's no good. I, I mean, he's 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 bitten me. He's bitten me. And I don't get bit by dogs. I'm a friend of the dog. This dog is a crazy person. But anyway, so the dog is barking. The TV's up at 70. My father can't hear anything to begin with. Mm -hmm. And then, like, my mother's yelling at him. Three TVs are going at the same time, and they're all on Good Morning Fucking America. (laughs) And I'm just sitting there, and my dad is like, do you want something to eat? And I'm like, what? And then, and then, and then he'll he'll say something, and I'll be like, "No, I'm okay. I don't even know what you said, but I don't need anything. Like, you know, there's too much noise." And then my mother will come down. She's got, you know, she's from the Bronx, so she has an accent. And my father will be sitting there. He eats like literally a pound of fruit every day. So he cuts up. He meticulously cuts up a pear. Then he cuts up in the same meticulous fashion all of his fruit, the apple. Then he'll put an orange on there. He'll sprinkle prunes on there and then put orange juice over top of it and salt it. And he'll sit there, eat it with his yogurt. This is this is breakfast, but it takes place at 1130. And he reheats his coffee like six times in the microwave. He won't even brew a fresh pot. He's just like he uses that shitty fucking paper creamer that comes out. You know what I'm talking about? That disgusting non-dairy fucking powder shit. That you get at like a gas station while you're waiting for your car to get worked. I mean, yeah, we got free coffee here. He really uses that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's because the coffee's lumpy and it'll stick to the side. Oh, gross. Oh, yeah. So then he'll be sitting there eating, and my 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 mother will be there, and she'd be like, "Honey, did you blah 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 blah?" blah. My dad will be chewing, just looking at her, and she goes, "Take the shit out of your ears!" Like you know <laughs> what I mean. And the TV's going at a hundred, and the dog is barking, and it's just it's a fucking zoo. It is an absolute zoo to go to that house. But, I mean, it's whatever. It's family. You know what I mean? You let it go. But, um, yeah, they, they like Aldi, but they don't like the fact that nobody bags for you. And they also don't like the fact that the fruit doesn't last as long. But I had to make the case in point that's probably because it's not covered in Chinese pesticides. Probably. You know what I mean? You get, if you get a bag of apples and it lasts like two months, I don't think you want to eat those apples. That's just me. Again, like I don't know what's How you there. like them apples? They're cancer. It's cancer apple. Um, so we got that established with Piggly Wiggly, Sam's, Giant Eagle uh, for the bourgeoisie boss. Well, she's the boss. She makes more money, so she can shop there, unlike the rest of the proletariat that has to march their ass to Aldi. I still um, go to Aldi. I just like when I can't go to the grocery store, I like to have a delivery. I fucking hate Walmart. <laughs> yeah. I hate the clientele. I don't like the people there. Uh, dude, it's some of the best people watching you get outside the county fair. Like, oh, it's all year round. It's so bad, Brian. It's so bad. It makes me feel so uncomfortable. That's how I feel about everything, though. You just kind of have to stand there and take it all in anymore. It's just like, who even needs TV? Like, I can go anywhere, stand there for 10 minutes and just be like, what the fuck is actually happening? <laughs> like, how is this the way that everything played out? Like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, that's just kind of... It's so yeah. yeah. It's kind of just like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate everybody listening. Um, uh, we will be back uh, in short order. Look out for another B side, okay? Uh, and in the meantime, I'd like to f- thank uh, Ray Faba. How many have we released? One so far. We're gonna re- release one every oh. week. Yeah, we got the first B side. We'll be releasing one every week. So uh, big thanks to our sponsors like Ray Faba, fine art and design from the Great Lakes. And of course, Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling very weird 
And of course, agorasnexus.com and I paint Akron where all, where all accidents are happy accidents. And ladies and gentlemen, the part in the show has come where I talk about your dirty asshole. The holidays are coming up. <laughs> I want you to be clean. I want you to be fresh. I want you to smell good for that special someone or someone's or your family under the Christmas tree, the mistletoe, and all that shit that you do during the holiday. Whatever you're doing, smell good. Be safe. Uh, it kills the Omicron uh, booga virus in your asshole. If you get the new variant in your ass, just like the Delta, Todd's Gay Soap will straighten it out. Please check out uh, AkronApothecary.com. Support our friend Todd and his lovely Gay Soap and the family, the three dogs, Greg, beautiful people. Please support Todd. Keep your asshole clean because it is soap for that ass. All right, guys, thank you very much. Uh, we love everybody. The 11 and a half of you that listen, please uh, keep doing it and throw us money at Patreon or don't. We don't care either way. Subscribe. Bye. Later. <laughs> Bye.